0: Thank goodness it's Friday. This month's episode is brought to you by the Cache Type Letterbox, or Letterbox Hybrid. Letterboxing was around long before geocaching began, and letterboxes traditionally required some orienteering skills, or ability to follow instructions to locate them. And one of the draws to that hobby was filling up your stamp book with stamps from all the letterboxes that you find, and leaving your mark with your own stamp in their logbooks. The idea was adapted to geocaching and can now be listed as letterbox hybrids. You may need to follow instructions to find them or they could be at their posted GPS coordinates, but they still do need to contain a stamp for anyone who feels the need, the need to stamp. <laughs> this is TGIF Geocaching Radio, a monthly audio show all about geocaching and the excellent adventures that await us. And I'm Jeff aka The Bruce Zero. So stay tuned and let's hang out. Well, I don't know about you, but at least for me, this month, March, has been a little bit of a challenging month. Uh, I have been working on a couple of challenges, and right now I'm trying to complete the date found year grid, and not just of any caches, because I've done that with a 366-day streak a few years back, but with a variant of that, a couple of them actually, one of them to find a letterbox on every date of the year, and one of them to find a multi cash on every date of the year. And around here, oh man, they're getting so few and far between. I don't think I'm going to be able to complete that grid this year. (laughs) And uh, so I've been having to travel a little further on days when I have the time to try to get one and Ah, this is the end of winter as well, which means that uh, the snow is starting to go away, but there's still caches that are placed really low and hard to find in the snow, and the forest could still have a foot or two of snow in some places, and it can get so frustrating when you have to log a DNF, and the next one to find is so far away. But so far, it's still been providing a good amount of fun and the opportunity to get out and get some fresh air So in this episode, we've got a whole lot of content from geocaching news to artificial intelligence and a great interview with Snag the Tag pros about upcoming games to watch out for. If you haven't heard about Snag the Tag yet, then listen up because we've got instructions and tips and a whole lot of stories about the fun adventures we've had while snagging those tags. But let's start off with something light and fun. Uh, I don't know if you love LPCs or if you hate them, but um, I found this log that really turned an LPC find into such a memorable experience. LPCs are about as mundane a geocache find as you can get in their typical form, and sometimes cache owners can get really creative, and we might have caches that require a very, 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 very long tool, but... Generally speaking, they're nothing to get too excited about, but this log made it sound like the best cash ever. This is what it says. This was an amazing hide. Sure, there are thousands upon thousands of LPCs, but you didn't let that stop you, no sir. This lamppost was by far the straightest lamppost ever made, towering above the parking lot with majestic pride, casting its warm glow for all to see. It was a very lovely shade of brown as well. The skirt lifted with ease and made that lovely sound that they tend to make, like fingernails on a chalkboard. Might as well have been angels in heaven singing their beautiful song. The container was placed with care and the love that only a true cash owner would know. Its lid snapped ever so tightly. It was truly an amazing sight. Oh, by the way, the log is wet. (laughs) I love it. It's very reminiscent of what we call liar's caches, where you would post your find log and tell a story that had absolutely nothing to do with what you found. Those were always fun, but they're technically no longer allowed to be published on geocaching.com, at least insofar as the cache listing itself does need to be accurate to the terrain, the difficulty, the type, all of that. But you can put whatever you want in your find log. (laughs) Next up, we have an update to the news from a couple of months ago. So in January's podcast, we sat down and chatted with TTO2. Uh, now he is a geocacher who has managed to earn six Jazmer loops. Quick recap, the Jazmer is the statistic that says that you've found a geocache that was placed in every month since geocaching began in May of 2000. And the highest that you can get currently is four because there are four active geocaches that were placed in August of 2000 that are still around today. So his big thing was he managed to get six Jasmer loops. And if you haven't listened to that episode, it's really interesting how it was accomplished. However, uh, those caches, caused a little bit of contention <laughs> with some people. And thanks to Tyrone Shoelaces who uh, sent an email letting me know that, hey, wait a second, the statistics have changed. Something's off here. And apparently, the two virtual caches that were archived that TTO2 had found had been readjusted back to their original placed dates. It gets a little complicated from that point, but... Vince, TTO2, doesn't care so much. <laughs> he accomplished what he wanted to do, and he's fine with all of that. And so now the statistics from Project GC that indicate the highest Jazmer loopers are all four Jasmers, but there's one person who currently has five Jazmer loops, and that is K. and that doesn't include the two archived virtuals. So unless something else changes, we have a 5 Jasmer Looper and I think that's probably about as high as anyone's ever going to get now. All I know is that at some point in the future, I really hope to be able to get to Finland to be able to find that 4th August 2000 cash. That'll be one heck of an excellent adventure. Before we dive into Snag the Tag, this interview went through a bit of a technical hurdle. And uh, I lost all of my editing when the program crashed. But thankfully, I was able to recover the raw audio except that it was a bit of a lesser quality than I hoped. However, that provided a great opportunity to try a new AI based service that will clean up and improve the audio quality for sessions just like this, such as for podcasts. So Fair warning, the quality in places is a little off, but in others has been boosted an impressive degree. I'll let you try to figure out the difference. (laughs) So let's dive into part one with some introductions, stories, and why community is so important to this game. All right, let's get started. We have here the dream team of Snag the Tag. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a crowd. We're going to talk about a whole lot of stuff Snag the Tag related. So first off, we've got Scott... Kirby from the UK. Hello, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for
1: having me back after our, our last event. It was what I think I we, we left uh, we we finished at what two o'clock in the morning talking to you. I think after everyone had got offline, we myself and Ian convinced you to go off and find another tag. <laughs> which, I...
0: <laughs> yep, and literally when the po- when the uh, recording for that event ended, a new one published, and I was out the door, did another lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. You've got to be out the door and you've got to be first. Yep. Yep. And then we also have the new heads of Snag the Tag Canada. Hey, Welcome. Hey. Introduce yourselves.
2: Yes, uh, I'm Dan. Hi, man. And we are the new double agents. <laughs>
0: but, yeah, we, we're ready to help expand the game in Canada. And then you guys are just like huge fans of Snag the Tag and started up your communities and, and it's just been growing in your regions since then. That's awesome. And then we also have Katie Reed. Welcome, welcome. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you are also a big fan of Snag the Tag and uh, you've kind of been able to get into the position of creating your own game.
3: Yeah, it's Scott's fault. <laughs> <laughs> as as I saw the, the wizards and that was it. I was like, well, I can do that. I can give it a go. <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's all Scott's fault. I've done- <laughs>
0: Well, first of all, let's uh, just cover for anybody who doesn't know what Snag the Tag is. Uh can you describe what what Snag the Tag is, just kind of in general and why it's so fun and why you like it so much?
1: It's just total madness is what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> um
2: Ultimate First to Find.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's 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 pretty much it in a nutshell. It is a game of first to find where um players obviously buy hiders packs. And in that hider pack contains a coin and a tag for themselves to keep um and and then within the pack are a further two tags that accompany the coin and the hider will go out and hide those tags as they would uh, similar to a geocache they place the coordinates and they submit those coordinates with the tag and the tag is eventually published onto a map um for the general public and the first person to find that tag and claim it obviously can then claim a pretty cool Geo coin to accompany it
0: one other thing that i love about this game is that uh every game is different and there's so many different themes and uh, from what i've seen of the games they just seem to get more deeper with every game like there's more story content there's more th- themes um yeah i mean it's just it's it's amazing how it's come so far
1: uh, it, it, we're, we're quite fortunate with some of the things that we've got people are becoming more and more creative with the stories and, and backgrounds and things like that that they come up with when they go to publish these tags and the only imagine uh, the only limit is your imagination to the stories that you can create for them and it's also nice to see some of the stories that people get in on these on these heights
0: and stories as well it's brilliant and and i've done a couple of uh live streamed snag the tag runs as well and uh, it's always fun doing that i mean not everybody but a lot of people love going for first defines and uh this this game this side game to geocaching is just kind of uh blossomed because it's it's attracted that that rush for that first first the ultimate game of first to find nobody else can find what you just found and uh, so there's a lot of adrenaline in that
4: Benolyn will absolutely run as if more than one person, which is jay at yeah. the same
0: time. <laughs> Completely. That's
4: always fun too.
0: Have you ever had to uh, decide who gets the tag if, multi- if multiple people got there first? Not quite that. Oh. There was an event in the UK at Halloween
2: and yeah. I think, what was, was that, the seven or eight of us all turned up. It was the bumpy all Night
4: event, wasn't it?
2: And it was chaos. We were all shouting at each other. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah. You, like spread
1: out a really small area. I, th- I think Pump in the Night, I, I even received a personal message off of Dan and said, I found it, I found it. And the tags were hidden in trees with rubber bats. And he yes. sent this picture of this rubber bat. And I was like, nope, that's definitely not it. That's <laughs> definitely not the tag. I don't know where you found that, but you you need to like place I it back.
2: Have, yeah, <laughs> I had well, but... yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I remember when uh, Midwest Geobash, I think it was 2019 when they had their uh, Snag the Tag event there. And there, I mean, all of the tags in that game were placed within the campgrounds of Midwest Geobash. And it was just, it was chaos. Every time a new one became published, there were just so many people were rushing out to every location. It's like, you have to drop everything. And make sure you got your bike because if you don't have your bike you're running 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 if you got your bike you're there first and it's just it was just chaos and it was so much fun to try to be there first did you get one so yeah i I did manage to uh, get one of the tags from uh midwest geobash and i i didn't do a video of that one no because it was so intense you literally i there was no time to pick up phone there was no time to start the camera it was just get over there But it was, it was so good. I mean, the nice thing is
1: we've... Um, obviously, we started off in the UK quite small and we've, we've grown it a bit at a time. Um, but now, I think after the... Where, obviously, we're going into a bit more, I, I created the Wizards and then I followed that with the Witches game. Um, and that was obviously then brought in other people now wishing to create games and, and whatnot. So it just goes to show that the hell the games and things are growing amongst them, uh, amongst the community it's something that anyone can get involved in um, you just got to have an idea for a game and you just got to think
0: to yourself right i'm going to do this bite the bullet and go for it yeah and there are games that uh, happen only in specific countries and there's some that happen worldwide
1: we haven't had a, a uk only game yet uh, we had when we first introduced the wizards we weren't sure how the wizards were gonna were gonna fare and as we mentioned in the the youtube video the wizards absolutely took off massively and completely blew us away um and we'd only uh had a set amount um uh, minted and obviously that then set the future for snag the tag with regards to pre-sales because we realized that potentially pre-sales are the way forward so you can't under order and you certainly can't over order and as the game's grown. More and more players want these tags and coins. So, when we introduced the witches, we had the witches on a, obviously on a pre-sale, and that was global, um, and then went from there. Uh, which has obviously now led on to our other game creation, which is coming up in July. But and this is, as you say, it is only a UK game. So for the last two, two and a half, three years i think i've been since i started stack the tag i've been pestering all of these organizers and megas and things to sort of try and get stack the tag into a mega because a mega is a massive stage for new players and things and people that have never heard of the game i spoke to chris and the pirate mania team committee and they agreed to have a pirate mania game at their pirates mania mega 15 in july and it's, it's fingers crossed. It's well, we've, we, we had 50 coins and supporters coins sold uh, made, uh, 50 for the Europe only for the event, purely for the event. And then we released the other 50 globally. And I'm pleased to say they were sold out in less than 24 hours. <laughs> Fortunately, you just got your standard Hyder pack, uh, for the Pirate Mania event, it'll contain a coin cause it's a event coin, uh, an event edition. Uh, it's the first time for the UK we've kept it to one tag for the player to hide so the packs are a little bit cheaper this time around Um, but obviously the idea is to take redemption to Pirate Mania and bring more footfall to Pirate Mania the the other bonus is is that we're we're putting it to a group of 500 odd players um, that have potentially never heard of the game and they're going to be they're going to have it almost thrown in their faces to say hey this is like the tag and guess what there, there's 10 to 12 even 15 tags potentially hidden around this mega yeah. you better get your running uh, shoes on yeah
0: yeah I, th- it, I think it has a bigger effect if it's within the mega event because everybody's there and everybody who wants to get it will be you know being notified right there there's less requirement for uh mailing in especially if you've got redemption at the event then you just find that the that's tag and you can get your coin there. There's no 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 having to claim it and then get it mailed to you somewhere across the world. That was the benefit uh, of the Midwest
1: Jewbash one as well. Yeah, this is it. So this is be, this would be what's happening at Piromania. And we did have a few disappointed players. Obviously they wanted to get their hands on these tags, so hence we offered the supporters version globally so that players could buy the the snag the tag event coin, which is obviously exclusive to the UK but they can obviously get their hands on the supporters version rather than the hiders. Um, there was a little bit of upset, but as we've had to say to them, unfortunately, it's the same with over in America. You do have your own events in America, like, say, the, yeah. the Geo Geocoin Bash events, and we don't get to see those at all. Yeah. So it's no different over here, but obviously we're just trying to grow it a little bit more over here by having this event.
0: This is this is a, a game where not everybody gets a prize. <laughs> we have to learn that as adults. <laughs> <laughs> <It really laughs> is, like, all are going by hard coin collectors just really want them all. But... yep. yep. I get it all. So like I wonder if anybody out there currently has every single snag the tag coin. <laughs> Probably not. Possibly
1: yeah, possibly Barcadolic, league, but I genuinely don't know. Um obviously I've been fighting tooth and nail to get the rest of the the tag on soul coins or the soul catcher coins Um so I was recently on the Facebook groups sort of posting left right and centre trying to get that set and apparently I've since found out despite having the four coins I'm still a tag <laughs> so I'm like oh no I, I need that tag I need I need them all and I believe Dan you were looking for the Knights Templar coins aren't absolutely, you absolutely
0: yes I, I'm I, I'm hunting hard for those desperate <laughs> <laughs> So, Dan and Beth, like, you have started now a Canadian uh, branch, I guess, of, uh, of Snag that you <coughs> like.
2: Yeah, so uh, we moved over to Canada last year, and uh, obviously we were diehard fans of the game in the UK, and we've been helping Scott with various things. And uh, when when we dropped the news that we were moving over, Scott suggested, well, okay, well, there's nobody up there yet that's that's doing what I'm doing do you guys fancy helping out so uh, once we turned up we spoke to Mark and Oleg and and here we are we're doing what we can to help the game grow and keep the costs
0: down a little bit as well especially with the with the redemption fees and things yeah, so. yeah especially uh, yeah that uh, international shipping on coin <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but and and that's the thing with snag the tag like you you really have to have people who are willing to a way invest in the game by buying the hider pack because if if nobody becomes a hider to hide the coins then there's there's no game. So like I've kind of found that it's like some regions are hot spots for snag the yeah. coins. So it, it's it's good that you're over here now and you're trying to promote the game because the more the more people locally can more willingly get involved with the game and buy those hider packs and hide those coins and spread them far and wide, the more that uh new people can hear about it and and join in. Absolutely. Yeah, we we seem to have a, a, a diehard few that
2: so uh, the, the few games that we've been involved in so far, mm. the same people have come to us each time. And a couple of couple of new ones each time as well. So that's great.
0: Get a,
4: couple a couple of finders go on to be now hiders, which, yeah, is, so that, which that, is always the aim, which is mm, good. That's I think it. That comes from us bringing the cost down.
0: Yeah, that definitely gonna help.
4: Manageable, so I, I think it's definitely a hmm
0: <laughs> Yeah, we've <laughs> we've got a, a few people in my area that uh, have been pretty much doing it uh, since snack the tag began. And yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. can almost tell if something is published down in one city, you know that you know who hit it—one of like yep. two or three people—and <laughs> you know probably who's gonna be the first to find it. That's it. You know who to say thank you to the next time you see them. <laughs> <laughs> Geocaching HQ has just announced the next set of souvenirs to earn this summer, 2023. And it is Wheel of Challenges. Maybe that sounds familiar. I feel like that sounds familiar. I think that sounds familiar. I'm pretty sure that sounds very, very familiar. <laughs> if you have listened to uh, Geocache Talk Network and Challenge Talk, that's the podcast that, uh, that I helped launch Back when the pandemic began and from the second episode, we had a monthly contest called the Wheel of Challenges. (laughs) Somebody thought that maybe they could use that name again for souvenirs at Geocaching HQ. I don't know. Could they have used the Challenge Wheel or the Wheel of Accomplishment? (laughs) I don't know. It doesn't really have the same ring. (laughs) It is what it is and... We have new challenges coming up for the next six months, one a month. And apparently what they're doing is they're spinning a wheel with, some diff- with a different variety of challenges on each little tick. And so we don't really know what challenges will be coming in the future. But this first month is all about the finds. With three difficulties, you can earn souvenirs by finding five caches in April, ten caches in April, or one hundred caches in April. So if you want to find that hard souvenir, plan for at least one or two days of intense cash finding by the 30th of April, if you can. NBC News produced a little segment reporting on a new finding from McMaster University, posing the question about whether we rely too much on GPS and is it time to return to those paper maps? Essentially what they found was that using GPS too much does too much brain work for us, and puzzle solving helps keep the brain healthy. So they interviewed a lady who does orienteering as a hobby, uh, some contests, and uh, basically trying to get from A to B as fast as possible using a compass and map through hilly kind of rough terrain. It was really interesting, really intriguing, and I really want to know if this person knows about geocaching. Basically, the conclusion was that losing navigational skills can lead to cognitive decline, like dementia. And reading a map stimulates the hippocampus, the part of the brain that's responsible for memory and navigation and mental mapping. And orienteering could potentially help fight Alzheimer's as well. And so they ended off with some recommendations. Change your usual route, turn off the GPS on your routine trips, or go and get lost on purpose and try to figure out how to get home. (laughs) And I'm just thinking, do these people not know about geocaching? Puzzle solving helps keep the brain healthy, they say. Well, geocaching is full of puzzle solving. And yeah, sure, we use GPSs, but we're using the GPS to navigate to GZ, to where the cache is located. And so on one hand, you have people who use GPS all the time and completely uh, lose their navigational skills, their sense of direction, And on the other hand, you've got the extremists, the the purists who only use hardcore navigational stuff like compass and maps. But in the middle, we've got technology and nature and puzzle solving all there. And you know what? That is why geocaching is such an amazing, awesome hobby. Because it's healthy through and through. Somebody needs to get those reporters on the phone and tell them about geocaching. It's the perfect hobby for retirees, and it addresses all of the concerns and issues that they were talking about. And... And it even has an element of orienteering with the letterbox hybrid. Or at least the good ones that, don't, that get you to do things by instructions instead of just going to the posted GPS coordinates. I guess those could go either way. <laughs> Who would have thought that letterbox hybrids could use orienteering to be extremely healthy for the brain, or could be so simple they just lead to cognitive decline? <laughs> what do you think? Are letterboxes good for the brain, or could they lead to dementia. So I just attained a brand new geocaching t-shirt, which I think goes great with the adventuring theme I love so much. It reads, Geocaching, because no epic tale began with yoga. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's from our sponsor Arted Crafted they've got an enormous collection of all sorts of geocaching theme paraphernalia at artedcrafted.com there's even options to customize designs so you can be unique until April 30th if you place any order and use the coupon code cash the line with spaces you can save 15% off any order at checkout If you'll be attending any mega events this summer, watch for Arted Crafted in the merch area and be sure to peruse what's in stock. But right now, go visit the store at artedcrafted.com and freshen up your wardrobe a bit. And don't forget to save on your order with that coupon code CASHTHELINE. And as always, you can find all of the links that you need listed in the show notes, which are linked in the description of this episode. So I was just wondering if AI has heard of geocaching. So I decided to go to ChatGPT and ask it to tell a story of a geocaching adventure. Sure enough, it knows what geocaching is. Only it might live in a parallel universe, I'm not exactly sure. But here are a couple of excellent geocaching adventures that were submitted by ChatGPT. I decided to embark on a geocaching adventure in a nearby forest. I heard rumors of a hidden cache in the area that contains a special prize for anyone who can find it. I was determined to be the one to uncover it. After hours of searching and several false leads, I finally stumbled upon a hidden cave. Inside, I found a series of puzzles and clues that led me deeper into the cavern. As I progressed, I realized that this wasn't just any ordinary cache. The puzzles became increasingly complex, and I started to feel like I was in the middle of a treasure hunt. Finally, I reached the inner chamber of the cave, where I found a locked chest. I used the clues I'd collected to solve the final puzzle, and the chest slowly creaked open. Inside, I found a small wooden box with a note attached to it. The note explained that the box contained a special prize for whoever found it. I opened the box and discovered a set of golden dice with strange symbols etched on them. As I picked them up, I felt a strange energy coursing through my body. I realized that these are no ordinary dice. They're magical artifacts that grant the wielder extraordinary powers. The magical dice are small and compact, made entirely of solid gold. Each die has six faces with intricate symbols etched into each side. The symbols are unlike any I've ever seen before, almost otherworldly in their design. As I hold the dice in my hand, I can feel a faint pulse of energy emanating from them, as if they're alive with some kind of magical power. I can't help but feel a sense of awe and wonder at the sight of them. I emerged from the cave triumphant, clutching my newfound treasure. I felt like I'd just unlocked a whole new world of possibilities, and I can't wait to see where these magical dice take me next. <laughs> oh, boy. If only geocaching were actually like that. <laughs> this this can be super entertaining or super cheesy. I don't know. This, this could go either way. But it's fun to play with. So if you are curious, then check it out. Go to ChatGPT. You can Google it and uh, just play around. It is super smart. But see what kind of... Uh, crazy wild adventures it can come up with. And if you manage to get it to tell you a really fun or crazy spectacular adventure, then copy it and email me at tgif at cashtheline.net and maybe we'll share it on the next show. Here is a quick Lone Wolf contest update. Have you seen the Lone Wolf Legacy Cash Tour series on YouTube yet? If you haven't, or even if you have, you still have a chance to be one of 50 people to win a special prize. And here's a little teaser. There's an exclusive path tag and swag in it for you. Hoping to launch later this year, codename Project EGA is a labor of love I've been working on for some time now, and it's nearing time for it to be revealed. Cash Align patrons are already in the loop, and development is really progressing. If you'd like to win one of those 50 exclusive prizes, then here's what you've got to do. Visit the Lone Wolf Legacy video playlist you can get at cashtheline.net slash lonewolf, L-O-N-E-W-O-L-F, and watch for special words that are highlighted by a smiley face in all but one of the videos. Once you've got them all, string them together and visit cashtheline.net slash and append that string of words and follow the instructions there. We're up to 24 successful entrants so far, and the contest won't end until all 50 slots are claimed. You can find the instructions also listed in the episode notes. I'm expecting to finally reveal the secret later this year, and I can't wait to share it with you. Uh, Katie, we haven't heard from you very much yet. How how did you get involved? What was your favorite game and uh, how are you enjoying I it? I
3: think actually, I think it was from listening or watching one of your YouTube videos and um, it was going on about snag the tag. And I was like, what on earth is this game? <laughs> and um, I joined when it was the No More Secrets game. And I think it was actually the video where you you gave out the secret word of black hat. Oh I mean, yes. Yeah. 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 And I completely, on not knowing what were these badges and things like that were, I was like, that's a weird comment that he just said about his hat. How, how weird is that? And the next thing I know, everybody's like, I've got it. I've got it. And I'm like, got what? <laughs> <laughs> and I just completely was out of it And then, um, yeah, so then I got into it for that game And, yeah, my first one, I went, took my little one And uh, we both sort of just went My husband was like, no, no, I'm not doing it But I just made him drive and we got out and got our first tag And it was amazing The whole time there I was like, so I'm just definitely going through it Look, that person's going there And I was on such an adrenaline rush it's crazy. If, if, Everybody if, if, is a suspect. I was a tagger. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's and, nothing uh, like that feel of checking the hiding spot, and there's still something there. Yes.
3: Oh, really, <laughs> It was crazy, and I didn't know what I was looking for either because it was my, my first ever time I do. And um, the hider uh, is actually a, a local geocacher, and he hides his things so well. And um, I walked past it like three times, and then suddenly I saw it, and I was like green at the middle of the road and this this neighbor must have just looked at me like what is she doing
1: (laughs) katie mentioned that the badges that's another brilliant obviously part of the game where you can discover or i say discover you've got badges for your profile obviously you get the the when you activate your tag you get a, a badge that's associated with that tag for your profile but you also get other badges that you can find through secret code words and stuff and it amuses me so much how crazy we all go as a community over these badges we go absolutely nuts mm-hmm. as soon as a ba- you know and it um the uh, a prime example is the pirate Mania one uh obviously was announced and released and katie obviously re- done the trailer for the pirate mania uh reveal and straight away i got messages going. Is there a badge? What's the bad coach? And it's like, no, it's, it's, there's no badge yet. The badge is not released until the page is live. When the page is live, there's most likely going to be a badge. And I don't know what it is. <laughs>
0: and these, these codes can be hidden anywhere. Yes. That's, they could yes. be hidden on the website. They could be hidden on pages. They could be hidden in YouTube videos and podcasts. You know, it's like, it's, they could be anywhere really. And <laughs> you yeah. try to find it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, to be
1: clear, though, there is none in this podcast. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I guess, though, that you know of. <laughs>
1: but I'm aware of at the this time. It's probably, as you've been know, it's uh, Scotty doesn't know. But yeah, it's as far as we're aware, there's no badges for this. As far as we're aware, at this current time. However, I'm sure Mark and Oleg have got sneaky things up their sleeves, and I'm sure there's still badges out there undiscovered that we're yet to find. But we will wait and
0: see. Another thing just came to mind that I never realized until now. There was a game a long time ago, very kind of very similar to Snag the Tag, and it was it was run by Dr Pepper, not sponsored, <laughs> and uh, they were doing uh, big prize giveaways. They were they were giving away ten thousand dollars, twenty five thousand, fifty thousand. I think there was a hundred thousand dollar coin somewhere as well, and pretty much hidden like Snag the Tag. They hid them all over North America, U.S. and Canada, and uh, and then they just released um hints more vague hints getting more and more specific every week and it just it attracted so many people and everybody's trying to figure out what this hint meant this little puzzle trying to figure out um where it could be hidden and uh and and i remember it was about the second last one that was released i had a a general idea in toronto and this was when i was still using uh transit so i was using greyhound and bus and, and whatnot and uh, and and I was I was sure I knew where the coin was. It, it was like within a, a park, kind of in a maybe a hundred meter square area. And uh, so I took the day off and I I dashed up and uh, I was scouring around and I and there was nobody there. There was nobody else around. So I'm looking around I'm like I couldn't find it. I was going up the fence lines. I was peeking through bushes. This was kind of nighttime now, and, uh, and and I just couldn't find anything. it was like, oh, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave, but I had to get the last bus home. So I went home, and then uh, first thing in the morning, when the when the last, the uh, the next clue came out, um, I got that, and I'm like, oh, it is there, it is there. So I had to get back onto the bus, get back over to Toronto, that's another <laughs> kind of two hour drive <laughs> or so, and, and I got there, and sure enough, there were people all over the place, they were all doing exactly the same thing as I was last night, scouring the, the fence line, the trees, looking up and down, kind of poking their hands in the grass, all that, and then I'm looking out, and I see there's one guy off in the distance, and he's suddenly running. Running, running, running to the road. <laughs> Like he had another friend, maybe, and they dashed in their car. And they, and I look around. I'm like other people are starting to look. I get up and close. And then somebody else who was with them, uh, around where they started running, asked them what was up. And he said, "Oh yeah, he found the coin, and he he ran off." And you know, and and pretty much that was it. I tried to figure out where it was, and they're like, "Okay, well, he was kind of around here. It was at this bush." And I'm looking, and uh, it was a bush that I looked at. I had my hand in there, but it was a bush that was on the fence line. And so on the other side of the fence line is private property. So what I hadn't done was reached over the fence and looked just on the other side of the fence. So I was inches away from a $10,000 coin. (laughs) (laughs) Now, fortunately Uh. for Snag the Tag, these coins aren't worth (laughs) (laughs) $10,000. That'd
3: be nice, wouldn't it? (laughs)
0: <laughs> but, but
1: I think it's, uh, Katie had a similar experience with Black Hat though, didn't you, Katie? You went, actually went off looking for a, um, a Black Hat tag and you had a rough idea and you walked straight past it.
3: Oh, though, Black Hat has been my nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah.
3: I went there and I was i was 100% sure I was there and I did. I went around early because I asked was going on holiday and I knew there was only two bases it could be and it was mazes it was a hedge maze, and then there was a, uh, another one that was the floor maze. And I went to the hedge maze, and I walked past the spot, and it was the only statue I didn't look behind. <laughs> and then the person who got it posted a picture of where it was hid, and I was like, "No, you know,
0: it was there. I was not impressed." <laughs> that's like the worst feeling when you know it was right there and you could have had it and you just missed it congrats to the person who found it but no why did you find it
1: (laughs) the the thing with the black hat was is it was those it was a extremely rare release or uh of of a tag and there was very few put out and i think unfortunately canada because it was before beth and dan got to do it i don't think there was actually any released in canada was there
0: Nope. Not that I know of. No, There course, was one on my doorstep back in the UK, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <On it. laughs> there was one released in the US, and that happened to be around <clears throat> the time of Cash Fest in Memphis last year. And it happened to be published right around the time when I was about 10 meters away from it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I managed to snag a black hat tag. Well, well, <laughs> it was placed by a lackey. This one, I don't know who placed all the other black tags, black t- black hats, but uh, this one was a lackey that placed it. Nice. So that was
1: very, very fortunate. <laughs> they were they, so all I know is they were sought after and rare, and I, uh, to, to some extent in the UK they caused some headache uh, and a little bit of confusion. But overall, I think the majority of people enjoyed themselves over there.
3: I'm not going to lie, there were moments where I hated it. I really <laughs> hated it. And then another moment's like, I still want to get one. <laughs> Got to get yeah.
0: one. Uh, so, who designs all of these coins? Like, especially the, uh, the wizards and the witches. Like, those are some really creative, well designed coins. The, the wizard, I just had the idea for a wizard. And I, I just put down
1: a, a rough sketch for a wizard. And I thought, well, that will do. Um, and then I sent it off to Oak Coins to be finalized and admittedly the first design they sent back looked rather disney and i was like nope that's that's just not happening um and i i just rejected it straight away i said no he's got to be old looking he's got to be sort of really old and cranky that that's to me that's a wizard that is just no and the second design came back and they went what about this and i was like that's it that's that's exactly what i wanted and that's how the wizards became to be um And the witches, however, took a complete opposite turn. The the original witch uh, went through a number of changes. The original witch actually looked old and cranky like the wizard. And it was sort of like, oh, I I don't know. You couldn't see a face. And the more you looked at it, the wizards, I don't know, they had a personality, whereas the witch, the original witch that we had designed didn't. So we had the witch redesigned and then... It went through a period of changes, and one of them was going to be it was going that she was going to have an actual three D, I say three, a, a doll's house broom, so the broom would have been her tag, and you would have had the coin, and and the doll's house broom would have been in her head. And as I sort of drew and pondered over it, I then thought, well, actually, why not have? When you think of a witch, you obviously think of a broom, but you also think of a cat. And I thought, well, how could you have put a cat in with a witch and i thought well witches fly brooms why not have the cat hanging off the witch's broom and a bit more sketching and editing and, and that's how it it came to be um and it went from having a, a doll's house broom to obviously part of the coin um and the the cat then became the tag over the broom and obviously in its it's little amusing little way that it, it hangs off the broom as it clings on for dear life as she whizzes through the skies
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a great idea i mean the, the fact that each tag, each coin comes with a tag that you have to find and it kind of completes the design and kind of makes you really want to get them. Because, um, yeah, the, the wizard was the uh, the staff, like it was. with That's correct, yeah. With a little With a little jewel in the top. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you look through the other games, you can kind of see what all of the, uh, the partner tags are, whether it's like the back. I like the, the zombies with the eating the brain. <laughs> That's a good yep. idea. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's such a creative outlet as well. It's not just just coins. It's like you're seeing creative stuff uh, happening with each game.
1: That's it, and they're, and they're, they're different to standard coins as well. it's not like your everyday run of the mill coin. It's it's different.
0: Yeah, and they are geocoins. Like they are legitimate geocoins. So they're trackable items with their own tag uh, their own codes that you can track and uh, and own on geocaching.com they're trackable items but the tags the tags themselves they have uh unique codes that are specific to snag the tag yes yeah, so, they, they, they complete the
1: coin oh can i also just and this is for dan and beth's benefit as well uh just to make it clear that myself and dan and beth and the other volunteers we don't get paid for this we we are doing this purely out of love of the game Um, and you know we're not trying to tread on people's toes and stuff, we are doing it to try and keep the costs down, um, to keep the game going, a game that we enjoy, Um, obviously if you wanted to buy it from a store, you're more than welcome to buy it from a store, but uh, you you would probably like to say, you will end up paying more from the store, and again we're not trying to put stores out of business For, for, for the player we are here to just purely keep the cost down yeah, yeah and it, so, it for be,
2: this game to grow it needs the shipping cost to be lower yeah yes and, and,
0: that's, and well- that's that's one of the the benefits of having you guys help with the communities because yeah you're yeah not, anybody who finds a tag you don't have to go to the website and order one individually either from snag the tag or from a store in a region you you essentially are contacting one of you guys that the community heads to yeah. uh, to say yep this is the code and and then you ship it from within the same region. So it's it's yeah. really beneficial. So thank you for, uh, you know, helping. No worries. <laughs> we, we want to continue playing the game, so mm. if this is what we've got to do to help it, well, we then, will. As somebody who has hidden that uh, the hyder pack cost plus shipping <laughs> can be a barrier to entry because it does get so high when you just... Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that international is, uh, gives a stink. I think the stores tried to do the same kind of thing that you guys are doing. Yeah, yeah, being a store in, say, Canada, they can yeah. collect uh, X number of coins to be able to distribute to Canadian people who have claimed the coins. Yeah. So you run the Facebook community for Snag the Tag Canada and the UK. I'll drop those links in the show notes as well so people can find them and connect with people in their own area. It, you know, it's this is one of those games that do you really want to connect with other people and let people know what's going on? Because if there's more competition, there's less chance of getting one. It's a double
1: edged sword because you want more people to hide, but you also got the fact that you've got more people to potentially find as well. Yeah. But so the more hiders, the better.
0: It is time for the Patron Adventure of the Month. Cash the Line is supported by a band of excellent adventurers through Patreon who graciously pitch in and help the channel continue to grow and improve. And for this show, our patron adventurer of the month is Desafio. She is one enthusiastic traveler and is a very prolific geocacher in Ontario. She's also hosted many events and helps to promote the hobby among the local and wider community. Thanks so much to Desafio for your ongoing support of Cash the Line. And you too can help support Cash the Line and unlock bonus content and swag, including participating in Project EGA, by visiting patreon.com slash cashtheline. That's patreon.com slash cashtheline. Thank you so much for your support and for helping make all of this possible. All right, you guys, we're at the final for a multi-cache, and it's been a bit of a hike to get here. It's kind of in the backside of uh, a neighborhood right up high, and now along a fence line right next to the highway. It is supposed to be in a tree, and there are a whole bunch of little trees. Uh, and these are the bear kinds, so there's not a lot of... It's like the bushy trees, so not a lot of leaves and nothing, though. Okay, so there were two pieces of information i needed to get to calculate the final they were not hard so i'm just going to quickly check over some past logs and see what others say 12 seconds later all right uh other people have come to the same conclusion and one past log has hinted that it is on the other side of the fence ah ah look no you can't see i feel like That scene in Terminator 2, when the nuke's going off, but I'm hammering against the fence line. No, it's right there. It's about, what is it, about five meters on the other side? There is a break in the fence. Oh, oh, here we go, here we go. It's a beautiful day. I don't know the rest of the song. (laughs) One minute,
1: 37 seconds later.
0: And we're back. And whoa, Oh, my foot just slipped down about a foot into the snow. Got my boots on. No, I am not getting a soaker. Not today. Oh, look at that. Nice and bright and blue. That is the sound of a shiny bison. Excellent. And there is the log sheet. I'm going to sign in. And thank you for coming along on this short audio geocaching adventure. And... I don't think there's another fence between me and the highway. I'm staying safe back here. Later. If you are somewhat new to geocaching or perhaps new to iPhone, then you absolutely need to get for yourself Cashly, the premier geocaching app on iOS. It has vastly surpassed any other geocaching app in features and quality, and I even use it for more than just geocaching. I also have a Garmin Forerunner watch, which integrates nicely with iOS and the app's notifications, but if you have an Apple watch, Cashly fully supports the accessory. You can find out more about that at www.cashly.com. C-A-C-H-L-Y.com. The app alone is worth a few bucks for its feature set, including the optional offline maps, which I've also used when I knew I was going out of reception range. It has so many useful features. I highly recommend this app, whether you're a veteran geocacher or just starting out in the activity. Once you go Cashly, you'll never cash rashly. I think I'm going to use that cheesy line all the time. Find it in the App Store or by visiting www.cashly.com. So we have one game that has just started as of recording this audio. B- B- UFO2, beam me up, Watson. This is like a, I guess, That's a still resurgence up. resurgence of the original UFO game. And that one started March 25th and it's running to the end of June. But there's also an upcoming game, which uh, will be starting uh, early summer, I think. And I think, Katie, you've got some uh, insight to that one, don't you?
3: Yeah, so that's the merger in the mansion one, where I, uh, I was able to kill off Oleg, Like, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me permission. It was all right. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I created this one, so it got got me into it, and I just thought, right, I've got to give this a go.
0: Can you describe the uh, the theme and, and what you've got to do with this one?
3: Basically, this one, um, if you can see trailers and things on the actual community mm-hmm. pages. Yeah. Um, someone's been murdered, which is Oleg, and um, you've got to find out who's actually done it. So there's backstories to each character. There's two characters for the hiders there's Mrs. Garnet and Major Gold, and uh, you've got to go find them, get your bag and bring them back <laughs> and get your coin. But yeah, there's actually a and also a separate website for this one to get a like the badges we were talking earlier, and it's like a sort of a game outside of the game. You actually find out who's who's the real guilty one when you solve it. Not me.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, you keep saying it's not the butler, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but the the game's basic. it's very very loosely played mm-hmm. on, um, like the Cluedo game and ones like it's it you can't say it is Cluedo because it's not and um, obviously copyright things. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it's just a murder mystery based on that mm-hmm. on that game because I loved board games as a kid. I, know apparently. I wanted to do something a little bit different For um, the hiders Basically Because okay. like we were talking the cost is high you have to pay a little bit more And so If you're a hider for this game There is a little bit something extra coming For you and so It's, it's nice but the community will all be able to get Involved with it it's not just you know But it will be uh, to the hider's discretion <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah I'm just looking at I the just, uh the, the snag the tag page with thirty five days until it starts right now, and that that initial descriptive paragraph is is enticing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's it's something that you can really. I mean, I'm a bit of a storyteller, really, but it's just something you can really get into because you basically, when you're building the design of one of these, I found that you have to have your story first because then you can build off how you're going to get your point design or you know. And having that story helps you actually imagine, oh, okay, I can do this with that. Like, so this coin is the shape of a uh, magnifying glass, a little bit like, you know, Sherlock Holmes type thing. And the front is the rooms, like you would get on a game. (laughs) And then (laughs) then on the reverse is jail bars, because you're getting them to be put behind jail. And with this one, you can actually have the tag, which is the person or the character, either behind bars or you can have them in the rooms so it's just something nice a bit different
0: like that it was another really neat design after seeing it I'm like that's that's something outside the box you've got a, a coin that you can use both directions either the front or the back and uh, it's designed to work both ways and uh, so good job on that and I'll, I'll drop links in the show notes as well for uh, where you can actually see the coins I think you've got a, a major gold tag and a mrs garnet those are the two that's thick, yeah
3: yeah, those are the ones that are in play. You've got the supporters as well, but obviously,
0: yeah. you won't be Well, that's that's going to be a fun one to start. And when does that one start?
3: May the 1st.
0: May to August? The website says May to
3: August.
1: So more more pictures and, and fun to be shared. Catching that pesky butler, who is innocent, by the way, I'd like
3: to
1: add. <laughs> <laughs> so news-wise, fingers crossed, and I'm still... Still working on it with them. I'm hoping we can have a UK slash Canada team up.
2: Crossover. Yeah.
1: (laughs) <laughs> well,
2: Ooh, so there, there might be something in the works <laughs>
1: fingers crossed I'm, I'm i i keep saying to them no i'm not doing any more games i've done the witches i've done the wizards <laughs> I've, I've done pirate mania now uh, i'm i'm i think i'm i'm, I'm done um a... but we were to be fair talking about this crossover for the last couple of months now so i'm hoping <laughs> to get on something with 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 beth and dan and hopefully it will boost the canadians that group much that much more i i suggested something dan and beth have done the rest um they've they've shown me their ideas for the new coins and stuff they would like to try and i think it's going to be absolutely huge i really do and that's all i'm saying on that that's all you're getting
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> more spilling. <intense> <laughs> no
1: that's it I'm, I'm not saying it because it's such a nice surprise when when the new coins are released you're like you know what's the next? You constantly get what's the next game going to be? When's the next game coming out? You know people cannot wait, and when that coin is finally revealed, it's such a nice surprise for players. And we and obviously with with Katie's help, we've released. We're starting to release things trailer wise and stuff, and coin reveals in newer and 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 smarter ways, and you know really grabbing the community's attention. I would like to think we are anyway, at least with the way we're pushing things out. Obviously, with Mark and Alex's permission, of course.
0: Well, that's that's also great news to hear that there's still more coming up. I don't think this is ever going to end. There's there's endless themes, endless ideas, and as long as there are always hiders to uh, to continue the game, then uh, I don't I don't see it ever ending. And I hope it doesn't because it's a, another great add on to this geocaching hobby. This scavenger hunt, worldwide scavenger hunt.
1: That's it. And can I just add, if anybody wants to create their own game speak to Mark and Oleg and just say that no, obviously you're interested. There is obviously some financial investment you have to make. However, you are rewarded for it, as it, as it were. If anyone is in the UK, we've got a, a UK murder in the mansion event coming up down in Cornwall. So that's going to be interesting. And I believe the host uh, or hosts are going to be dressing up as a, a butler and a maid. Um, that's not me because... <laughs> Apparently, I'm I will be
3: there. <laughs> okay, oh yeah, I'll be there. So uh, yeah, come say hello.
0: <laughs> that brings up one other point as well, because the map for each game can also show events. Yes. You are looking at the map, and you see a different type of icon. It means it's a snag the tag event, and that I think that usually means that there's uh, other coins like a redemption option opportunity there. I think. Yeah, you can you can redeem
1: coins at the event if they if they so choose to do so. It's obviously there. Uh, saves on postage etc um and it also introduces other players to the game as well because potentially there are going to be tags hidden at these events they're like they're like mini mini games as it were a game within a game of snag the tag if you will
0: (laughs) and i think they're all listed as official geocaching events Yes. 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 yes yes yeah so they'll be on the geocaching map as well but you'll find them on the snag the tag map uh, if they get connected over. So uh, get those on your calendar and be ready. One other question for you guys. What were your favorite games that you have played since you started Snag the Tag?
3: I think mine, I'm only I'm the newbie. <laughs> so mine's quite easy. Mine is, obviously my first one was No More Secrets to Find, but my first find was The Wizards, and that was really, really good because I got the best of both worlds. I hid one and I found the other and it, that was really really
2: good for me it was the ninth Templar games i did one crazy drive across the country back in the UK <laughs> after work on a tuesday evening yeah uh, I, I think i left work at about three o'clock and i got back home at about 11 and then the friday just after beth turned around to me says the other one you want still on the map, are we going? And then on the Friday <laughs> day after work, we drove to London and <laughs> in, in the middle of London, pitch black, running around a park, trying to find this coin hidden in a wall. Yeah. And yeah, it was, it was just two but awesome we, adventures.
4: We drove back watching the sunrise.
2: Yes, we did. That was an
4: all-nighter that was amongst watch <laughs> We drove back watching the sun come up.
1: Uh, that's, for me, it's got to be the agents, without a doubt. The, the agents by far my favorite everything about those just appealed and that was my first game that's how i became obviously the uk contact um that was the first one i bought into yeah agents
0: there was something about each one that i liked because mm. the no more secrets got the black hat uh the uh, what else was there there was the urban ninja was the first one that one i traveled a big distance to get to it geobash was the most intense uh mammoth was another huge drive to get to one, uh, the highs, like, there's just so many. Um,
4: um, I've got favorite stories to tell, but they don't necessarily yeah. all come with the same kind of, the same game, you know?
2: Oh, that was a great weekend.
4: Yeah, it was my birthday dance in Potionville to my car to a camper, and I want to go camping, we took the seats out to my car. Dan cut down a foam mattress to fit perfectly in the back of my car. But we slept in my car all weekend. <laughs> it was a Volkswagen Polo. <laughs> it's not necessarily the game, it's the adventure. Yeah, exactly. That comes with it sometimes, as opposed to a particular coin or a particular yeah. game. Now, the Wizards have always got a vein straight to my heart, because I remember being there and Scott going, oh, I've got to go, I've got to go. The pure excitement on his face, he'd have decided, of go. It was gone. I'm fine. I'm fine. I can't talk. I'm fine. Uh, okay, and we watched the realization like descend over his face.
0: You know that adrenaline is just is one aspect of this whole adventure. It's not just the coin. It's like it's that experience. That whole experience from notification to attempt to snag the tag, be the first to snag the tag. So uh, that it it's a great way to have fun adventures and. Potentially get some traveling in as well. (laughs) Yeah,
3: that's something that I found is not like the US or Canada. Uh, um, The furthest I had to travel was like two and a half hours. (laughs) But that was quite far for us. And I I literally woke up, my husband and said, get up, get the baby, we're going. And (laughs) we went. (laughs) But we had such a lovely weekend. And it took us to places, the same with geocaching, takes you to places you would never have gone before. Because you're going with that thing, we spent the day there. It was great.
1: uh, You you, you sort of take sort of mentioning places that you've never been before. That bleeding black hat that took me to that (laughs) horrible murky underground water rat infested tunnel.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It was a brilliant video, though.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was. (laughs) <laughs> it was, uh, if 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 anyone wants to find it, it is on the UK page group somewhere, and it's me traipsing through a tunnel at, at sort of 9 o'clock at night. It's pitch black, running water up to me knees at some points, and, and fish
0: attacking me, and me just getting the ump. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's, that's> another minor <laughs> point to add as well. It's like, with geocaching with caches, there's proximity, there's reviews, there's all of that, and you know you want to keep up the good ethic with snag the tag, but there's no review process really it's you, you you can you can place them next to other caches um, you, you want to get permission if it's on private property but you know it's it's a little more freedom in where to place them so you could be potentially up for even more adventure that's it yeah I made, I you, think
3: yeah. the, one of the witches the witches one was definitely uh, an adventure from all, which is also I think on the community page where I videoed it and I actually ended up falling into a little river i <laughs>
0: memories memories
3: but i got it so it was good it was oh, all, so good
0: <laughs> if you haven't yet then make sure you visit snag the com, and then uh, you'll be able to see games in progress and upcoming games uh, and past games but for either of those in progress or upcoming you can visit and be sure to then click on the alerts so create an account first but turn on the alerts because what you don't want to miss are new publishes so you can create a new alert um, and it'll let you know when new tags are published. You can give it a center point and a distance or a region, and then uh, make sure you've got some kind of push notification. As soon as you get that notification <laughs> of a new a new tag published in your area, get those shoes on and rush out the door. Be <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> back off your doubt.
3: It's a game that I personally, I don't think I've known any other game like it. It's really it is exciting you definitely get the adrenaline rush from it and it's just something different
2: and that's from the hiders point of view as well yeah it's it's really exciting to see who's going to find who's going to find your tag yeah what was their adventure what was their story yeah. well yeah. It, it, it's great from both points of view definitely
0: well, thank you for uh, for coming out and uh, joining us for this chat. It's, it's great to hear from uh, people who have been in Snag the Tag for some time and uh, have taken up the mantle of uh, trying to really encourage and boost it within the community, your local communities, which is really helpful to keep the game going. So thank you for coming along and uh, joining us on this adventure. Thank you for having us. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. If you have any adventures you'd like to share, I'd love to hear from you. Email tgif at cashtheeline.net or phone one in and leave a message at wwwcashthelinenet slash P-O-I. We'd love to hear if you have any comments, funny stories, milestones, accomplishments, rants, and even adventures to share. That's tgif at cashtheeline.net. Thanks for listening to this episode and please remember to give this show a thumbs up Or a positive review. Thank you to the sponsors Cashly and Arted Crafted and all of the patrons who support Cash the Line. If you'd like to join that band of excellent adventurers, please find us on Patreon or by visiting www.cashtheline.net slash Patreon. You can support Cash the Line and get bonus swag and access to exclusive content for as little as a cup of coffee per month or with a discount by the year. Links and references mentioned in the episode can be found in the show notes linked in the description. See you next month with more exploration into the wide world of excellent geocaching adventures. Please subscribe, follow, share with your friends and comment wherever you're able. And as always, happy caching and excellent adventuring.